Sound of Football with your host, Colin Summer, brought to you by WHIP. What's up, everybody? It's Down to Football. I'm back. Sorry about the intermission last week. Had COVID. Thankfully, it was a very, very mild case. Just didn't feel too well. There was a little sore. Didn't really want to put an episode out last week. Wasn't feeling 100%, but I'm back. I'm ready to cover week 11. Talk about week 12 a little bit. And I uh, got a couple of different segments for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoy. So let's get into it. <laughs> So the first thing we're going to talk about, a a little bit of a recap. The first game I want to talk about is the Colts-Packers game. This was a thrilling game. It went into overtime. The Packers, they had a good lead. They had a good lead going into halftime, 28-14. Feeling pretty confident. Aaron Rodgers was on a roll. You know, Devontae Adams doing, you know, Devontae Adams things. Coming out of uh, halftime... The Colts score 11, go down by a field goal, and then entering the last quarter, uh, the Colts tied up with a field goal. And actually, they took the lead, but the Packers end up coming back, hitting a quick field goal. I feel really bad for Martez Valdez-Scantling. He's gotten a lot of threats over social media for that fumble. It was a really, really costly fumble. It's pretty much what lost them the game. Very unfortunate. The Packers, uh, with this loss, actually lose the number one seed in the NFC. And the Colts, this is really significant for the Colts. They end up moving into first place in the NFC South. So that's a big win for them. There was a couple of standout players in this game. I, I really thought this was a good game. I thought at times it was messy, a lot of turnovers. But it ended up polishing into a really, really good game. So let's look at some of the statistics. So like Aaron Rodgers, 27 for 38. He had 311 yards, three touchdowns. Did throw a pick, but still a very good game. The one thing I will say is that the Packers couldn't get anything going rushing. I know the Colts have a very, very good rush defense. I believe it's top five in the league. Correct me if I'm wrong. Aaron Jones, I mean, he averaged well, 4.1, and he got a touchdown. He had 41 yards on 10 carries. Jamal Williams' backup didn't really do much. Overall, it was more of a passing game for them. Devontae Adams doing his typical antics, seven catches for 106 yards and a touchdown. Tanyan had a 25-yard touchdown. On the Colts' side of things... Phillip Rivers didn't have a bad game, 67% completion percentage. He had 288 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. This was probably Jonathan Taylor's best game of the year. Uh, He had 22 carries for 90 yards. No touchdowns, no touchdowns. But uh, this was actually a little bit of a stride game for rookie Michael Pittman, who I will be talking about later. I like what I saw. He had a really, really long touchdown. He just looked good. I mean, he only had three catches. The ball spread out a lot this game. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 different people caught the ball. That's really good. A lot of different targets. But in the end, I think it's the Colts defense that won them this game. They caused a lot of turnovers. Really, really critical turnovers as well. This was huge for them. Overall, really, really big game with this game. You know, as a Saints fan, the Saints move into first in the NFC. Let's go. But the Packers still lead their division. That's fun for them. I'm sure they would have liked to have this game. And the Colts move into first place in their division. The next game, Raiders Chiefs. Now, I really wanted, like, I, I love Mahomes. Uh, I do like the Chiefs. Like, I'm not a fan of them, but I like watching them play. I think they're really fun to watch. But I really wanted the Raiders to win this game. I like the Raiders a lot. I think they're very underrated. I think their car is very, very underrated. It's just a defense. Defense really, they can't make stops when they need to. They're not a very good defense. It's evident. This game it was definitely a thriller. It was very, very back and forth all game. Unfortunately, the Chiefs ended up, you know, he was given maybe like, what, one and a half minutes? Maybe less than a minute. 
to conduct a game-winning drive, in which he did, where he threw... I mean, this really sums up the Raiders' defense. I mean, Travis Kelsey was wide open in the end zone. Clyde, CEH, had uh, four car- 14 carries for 69 yards and two touchdowns, so that's a good good game for them. Uh, Le'Veon Bell actually scores his first touchdown in a Chiefs uniform. The Chiefs also had 200-yard receivers, well, one's tight end, Travis Kelsey. He had a really he had a really good game. He had eight catches for 127 yards and a touchdown. Tyree Kill, 11 for 102 and a touchdown. It's a really good game for him. I know Pat Mahomes threw second pick of the year, but he still went 34 for 45 with 348 yards and two touchdowns. He's just so good. But let's talk about Derek Carr a little bit. He went 23 for 31, 275 yards and a touchdown. I think that's really good. And I think he's been putting up very, very good numbers all year. Josh Jacobs, he had kind of a rough day rushing. He had 17 carries for 55 yards and a touchdown. Still got the score, so that's good. Darren Waller was probably him and Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, never thought I'd be saying his name. And important in the same sense, but those were the two most important targets for Derek Carr. On Sunday night was Darren Waller and Nelson Aguilar. Both had 88 yards. Uh, Darren Waller, one more catch with seven. Both had touchdowns. Huge games for them. Uh, Again, another quarterback spreading out the ball very well. Another 11 receivers caught the ball. But again, this was essentially just a game that came down to, you know, what what defense is going to hold when uh, when we're in crunch time. And it was the Chiefs. Chiefs win. And the last game, Monday Night Football. And my God, I love watching this. Jared Goff, uh, actually, I mean, he threw two picks. But other than that, he absolutely obliterated the uh, Buccaneers. He went 39 for 51 with 376 yards and three touchdowns. They didn't, I don't even think they, they wanted to run the ball at all. They accumulated, oh my goodness, they accumulated less than 40 yards rushing. That's really poor. No rushing touchdowns. But Cooper Cup and Robert Woods had really, really amazing days. Cooper Cup 11 for 145 and Robert Woods 12 for 130 with a touchdown. Other than that, the next highest receiver was 32 yards for Josh Reynolds. It, it, it was just that Robert Woods and Cooper Cup were having, they were just having their way with the Bucks defense. Brady threw two very, very crucial picks. One was the game-ending pick. He did not look good at all. He looked like he was washed. He went 26 for 48, 216 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. It was not a good game for them. It was not a good game rushing. No one had over 24 yards or average better than 2.4 yards a carry. Leonard Fournette did have a touchdown, but other than than that he did nothing receivers the only receiver to average over uh, 10 yards a catch was Gronk when he had two catches for 25 yards other than that Antonio Brown had eight for 57 Godwin seven for 53 Mike Evans five for 49 I mean Godwin and Evans had touchdowns but it just was a it was an overall really sloppy game from the Buccaneers and that's it's just not a good look for them it's just not you know the Saints have taken a pretty commanding lead in in their in that division I mean, the Buccaneers could still easily come away with a uh, wild card spot. You know, it's an expanded playoffs this year. Seven teams are going to get in, the four that are winning their divisions, and then three wild card. I mean, I'm kind of interested to see how that pans out. I think the Buccaneers still get one. I think what's going to happen is somebody in the NFC West is going to win, and then two of the Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks are going to get a wild card spot, and then Tampa Bay is getting a wild card spot. I don't think anyone in the NFC North is going to get a wild card spot. I think the Bears, their record's not bad right now, but I don't think they finished with a very good record. I think they're very overrated. Defense is great. Offense is awful. And no one in the NFC East is going to get a wild card spot, especially when the number one team is... I don't even want to mention their record. It's not even worth my time. It's it's poor. It's very poor. But uh, that's the quick recap for the week. But uh, two other things I want to talk about while we're on the recap. Two plays of the week. And they actually came in from the same game. So we're going to talk about Thielen. So Thielen had a nice little touchdown grab in the right side of the back of the end zone. He had a incredible, an incredible one-handed touchdown grab. It was fantastic. But I think that's second to Lamb's touchdown. CD Lamb had 
one of the craziest touchdowns I've ever seen. This guy had to adjust his body, do a 360, maybe a couple jumping jacks. I, it, it was insane what he did. The way his body contorted, it was just, uh, it was crazy. I watched it live. I was like, wow. I was astonished. My jaw dropped. It looked At first, it looked like the two-handed catch. But when I looked at it again, he actually caught it with one hand and then secured it with two hands. It, it was just an amazing catch. The way he had to track the ball, man, it was an amazing play. That's all I can really say. So are they for real? What is he doing? Oh, oh no. 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 This did not happen. No. no. So in this segment, I'm going to be talking about teams that are they actually real? Obviously, they're real teams. But are they real contenders? First... Up the bat, we're going to talk about the Browns. The Browns currently have a 7-3 record. Pretty good, right? However, I do think I do think that they get in the playoffs. Their next six games include the Jaguars, Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. Now, I see them easily dropping three of these games. I see them going 3-3 three and three in this band. That will leave them with a 10-6 and six record. I think that's enough to, like I said before, especially with the expanded playoffs, I believe that's enough to get them in. So I do see them beating the Jaguars. I see them beating the Giants and the Jets. Could they get upset in potentially one of those games? Sure. But I do not see them beating the Titans. I do not see them beating the Ravens. And I do not see them beating the Steelers. With a 10-6 and record, like I said, they'll probably get in the playoffs. Well, what happens when they get in the playoffs? I don't know who they're playing yet. With the way Baker Mayfield's playing, again, I don't think he's, I don't really think he's very good. I liked what he did his rookie year. I thought the year after that, Freddie Kitchens was the problem. I thought he was not meant to be an NFL coach. But I still think the Browns, you know, I think they're like 1-3 against teams with over 500 records and 6-0 against teams with less than 500 records. I just, I think once they get in the playoffs, if they get in the playoffs, I think they get their third or first round exit. That is my personal take. So I think they are more so pretenders than contenders. Next up to bat, we have the Dolphins, who are currently sitting in a 6-4 record. I like the Dolphins, but I was very confused what happened with them last game. They were playing the Broncos. Two wasn't looking too well, but they take him out in favor of Ryan Fitzpatrick, who ends up throwing the game losing interception. Now, now I just don't understand that. You bring in Tua. He's three and zero. You know, since he's been starting, why take him out? I mean, that's almost like like why like. I get he wasn't performing well, but for a young quarterback, all that does is destroy their confidence. Like I, I don't I don't understand that. I think that was a very very poor move. Now the Broncos aren't a very good team. By any means, they are not a good team. Defense is good. Offense, you know, I, I don't understand. I think that maybe Drew Locke is not. I know John Elway loves him, but I don't think he's that good. I actually had a lot of high hopes for him this year. You know, he has all the weapons in the world. I understand Corlin Sun got hurt, but you have Melvin Gordon, you have Phil Lindsay, you have KJ Hamler, rookie receiver, you have Jerry Judy, a rookie receiver, you have no fan. I understand there's been a lot of injuries. I understand that the offensive line hasn't been that great, but from what I've seen from Drew Locke, he has not been that great he does not look sharp at all he looks very streaky he's I think there's still time for him to prove himself but back to the Dolphins the Dolphins play the Jets then the Bengals Chiefs Patriots Raiders Bills now I personally I see so they're six and four right I see them beating the Jets that puts them at seven four I see them beating the Bengals especially with Joe Burrow out that puts them at eight and four they lose to the Chiefs I think they lose to the Patriots again you know what, I'll even give them a, the win against the Patriots. But they lose to the Raiders, and then they lose to the Bills. That puts them in a 9-7 and seven record. Now, that's tight. Now, that's very, very tight. Because you have a team like the Raiders, who will most likely end up with a better record, uh, getting one of those wild card spots. I see the Ravens most likely getting a wild card spot. They're looking a little bad right now, but I see them still still racking up some wins before the season's over. I see them uh, seeing it into the playoffs. And I also see, unfortunately, with the way the Browns' schedule is, I see them getting in the playoffs as well. 
I think that I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing for the Dolphins. I think they've already well above exceeded expectations. And I don't think that has much to do with the offense. I think the defense has been absolutely spectacular. Every time I watch Red Zone or flick one of the game, I always hear something about this guy, Van Ginkle. It's really funny. I love his last name, but he's always making impact plays. It's good for him. I don't see the Dolphins getting into the playoffs. I think that if they did, it'd be a first round exit. But I think the fact that they're already exceeding expectations is fantastic for them. And I'm really excited to see what Tua brings into the future. Uh, you know, like I said, now he's 3-1, and one, but prior to this game, he was 3-0. He didn't look super amazing, but he didn't have to with the defense doing well. But uh, I think the Dolphins are pretenders. Now, the last team I want to talk about is the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are currently sitting at a 6-4 and four record. Next game, they got the Patriots, then Rams, Giants, Eagles, 49ers, Rams again. I see them dropping both games to the Rams, and I believe that they drop one game either between the Eagles, 49ers, or Patriots. Uh, I'm going to say that they dropped the game against the 49ers. I only say this because it's a division matchup. The Cardinals already had their way with the Niners one time this season. It was the very first game. Um, I think, you know, by that time, the Niners might get a couple of pieces back who've been injured previously. However, I like, and I've said this about the last two teams, that they go 3-3 three and three with their remaining schedules and make the playoffs. You know, but I still think the other, I, I think that the Dolphins miss the playoffs. I think they're pretenders. I don't think they end up making it. I think two is still a little inexperienced, even though he said this game's a lot easier than expected. I think the Browns make it, but I think they're a first round exit. However, I think if the Cardinals make it, and I think they will make it because I already said this previously, no one in the NFC East is going to get a wild card spot. No one in the NFC North is going to get a wild card spot. I think that the Bucks do. And then I think Two of the three teams between the Rams, Cardinals, and Seahawks get a wild card spot. But I could see Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins going crazy down the stretch. I could see them going crazy in the playoffs. I think they're, you know, uh, their defense isn't that great, but I could see them, you know, making the playoffs and then taking down a for, uh, you know, first round team and then maybe losing after that. But um, I think they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think Kyler Murray wants to prove a lot of people uh, wrong. I still think a lot of people doubt his passing ability. I think he's a much better version of Lamar Jackson. So I guess we'll see what happens. But I, like, I think they beat the Patriots. I think they lose to the Rams. I think they lose to the Giants. Or they beat the Giants, excuse me. I think they beat the Eagles. I think they lose to the 49ers. And then I think that they uh, lose to the Rams as well. I think the Rams actually look really good. Their defense looks fantastic. I think a lot of games just depend on where Jared Goff's head is at you know it's at times he looks great at times he doesn't but we'll see how that turns out so that's it for the are they for real uh segment so let's move on the next segment is what's trendy Here I'll be talking about some of the very trendy waiver wire pickups for this upcoming week. Uh, the first one I'm actually going to start off with is a defense. I'm going to go with the Giants defense. They will be playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati who just lost Joe Burrow. And once Joe Burrow came out and Ryan Finley came in, it was brutal. I saw a lot of straight three and outs. They got nothing going. I think that the Giants defense isn't really that bad. I really don't think they're that bad. Not great. They're not bad though. I see them putting up a really good game. I would say maybe like 12 to 15 points. I, I see them, you know, maybe letting up one score of, again, a good amount of turnovers, sacks. So I definitely, if you're a fantasy footballer, I would expect you to go pick them up. Nelson Aguilar. Now, 
You might be thinking, why would I ever pick up Nelson Aguilar, this guy who dropped everything on the Eagles for fantasy? Well, wide receiver-wise, he's been Derek Carr's favorite target this year. He's put up good numbers. He had six catches for 88 yards last week and a touchdown, and that was against the Chiefs, who don't have an awful defense, and they'll be playing the Falcons this upcoming week. And the Falcons are awful on the defensive part. He has the third-ranked matchup. That's great. If you're in desperate need of a wide receiver, you need a streamer receiver this week, I would pick up Aguilar if you can. Who else would I recommend? Michael Pittman Jr. I I really like this guy. You know, he didn't have a crazy sample size game last week, but he wasn't bad in the beginning of the year. He was still, you know, he had, especially with everything that happened with COVID this year, didn't really get much going in the offseason. There was no training camps and everything, but these past two weeks, he's had seven catches for 101 yards, and that was against Tennessee. And then the week after that, against Packers this past week, he had three catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. Now he plays Tennessee again. I think he would be a very, very good streamer. And if it is a keeper league, I highly recommend picking him up. He's looking like Philip Rivers' favorite target. I don't know if Philip Rivers will, you know, last with the Colts after this year. But I think whoever comes to play quarterback for them, I think that Pittman is definitely a good-look receiver. I think T.Y. Hilton is most likely gone after this season. I think Pittman will step into the number one role, and I'm excited to see what he can do. We also have Wayne Gallman. Now, Wayne Gallman, running back, New York Giants, he doesn't have a great, great matchup. He has a 17th-ranked matchup against Cincinnati. It's not fantastic, but I have a feeling that the Giants get to an early lead and decide to run the ball much of this game. I think that with... The offensive situation with Joe Burrow out for the Bengals. The defense is going to see be the Cincinnati defense is going to see a lot of time on the field. I think that Wayne Gallman gets a lot of totes. He's been getting all the goal line carries. I could see him getting you know 14 to 16 points somewhere between there, modest. So yeah, uh, he might not be on waivers. I know a lot of uh, leagues you might already have him picked. Somebody might have him picked up, but. If no one does, I would pick up Wayne Goldman. And then, now this is strictly for ESPN leagues because this is the only fantasy football platform that I believe allows you to use Taysom Hill as a tight end, but 100% pick up Taysom Hill and play him as a tight end because he's, he's, you know, currently starting for the Saints, which uh, I feel very weird about. really wanted to see Jameis play. But, uh, you know, who wouldn't want a quarterback as their tight end? The quarterback's obviously going to put up good points. He plays Denver. It's not really an easy matchup, but he's still going to get points. Uh, I see no reason not to start him. He still doesn't have a career passing touchdown. I think he gets maybe one or two this upcoming week, maybe as a rushing touchdown. So definitely pick him up and start him at tight end if, if you have that option in ESPN leagues. So that's it for What's Trendy. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. I like it a lot. Um, I might start doing it maybe every other week. We'll see what happens. All right, now we have locked in, and someone's getting upset. Somebody sound the bell because someone's going to start crying. A team is going to get very, very upset this week, and I think that team is the Bills. Now, the Chargers are playing the Bills, and I think the Chargers take this game. Chargers' record right now is brutal, and I feel really bad for them because their cumulative uh, loss differential, uh, point-wise, is... Just over 30, maybe. I think it's 34 from their losses. And that's really, really awful. Uh, I believe they have seven losses. That would mean the point differential in those losses is just less than five points. It's one-score games, and they're losing in brutal fashion. It's really sad. But I think that the Chargers take the Bills this week. I think Justin Herbert, in my opinion, he's easily the favorite for rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. I think he looks fantastic. I think that he has this crazy connection with Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen does not get enough credit, but he's getting well over 50% target share. 
Um, so Keenan Allen fantasy owners, you should be happy. But no, we're not talking about fantasy. I think that the Chargers take this game. If I had to come up with a score prediction, I think that it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to say 33-31 Chargers take this game. And then my lock of the week is the Raiders over the Falcons. That might be obvious, but the Falcons do have a really good offense. I know the Saints stymied them this past week, but they do have a really good offense. I think a lot of this game for the Falcons, if they want to win, is Julio healthy? What's going on with his hamstring? You know, even Calvin Ridley doesn't look 100% healthy at times, but I know they're banged up. They don't have a good defense. You know, there were some more obvious picks, but I really like the Raiders. I think this could end up being a high-scoring game somehow, but I, I just like the Raiders a lot. I think they're really, really underrated. I like Derek Carr. I think he's underrated as well, but I'm taking the Raiders in this game. I think this is actually going to end up being a decently high-scoring game. I'm going to go 27-24 Raiders. So that's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed. That was a Week 11 recap, Week 12 outlook. I hope you guys enjoyed. I, I, I know I enjoy it. I'm just trying to make make people happy with some football. And I just have one last question. Are you down to football? <laughs> <laughs>